You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Welcome to episode six of The Lightwalker's Path. This week we are going to be talking about forgiveness. It's, uh, you can probably hear the hesitation in my voice. It is probably one of the most therapeutic and important conversations that we could possibly have when we're talking about walking any kind of path of the light. However, it's also one that is really uncomfortable and people feel a lot of resistance. And by people, I mean me. So I do think that we have to lean into that discomfort a little bit and start having some honest conversations about what forgiveness is. The first part I really want to talk about is um, what forgiveness means. So oftentimes we hold on to our resentments or our hurt or our pain and our anguish because we feel like to forgive the person who caused it is to say that what they did is okay. That's actually not the name of the game with forgiveness. And if you've ever forgiven someone and they try to treat that as though they have a hall pass to be able to be assholes to you, then um, that is absolutely not right. (laughs) It's not right at all. What forgiveness means is not that what they have done is okay. What forgiveness means is that you have made the conscious choice for your own well-being, for your own mental health, for your own heart that you will not let this event from the past hold power over you today. Again, this is not saying that someone has been, you know, given a free pass to be able to have been a bastard and just get away with it. No one is getting away with anything here. What we're saying is that to forgive someone is to make the conscious choice to not let those events where those behaviors hold power over you today. One of the biggest mistakes that I see that people make with forgiveness is that we treat it as though it's this destination we're going to arrive at. And oh, if only we could just get to forgiveness, wouldn't life be so easy? Forgiveness isn't somewhere that you go. It is something you do. It is an ongoing act. It is not a one and done deal, unfortunately. So if you've been holding on to this belief that everything is going to be okay, if you can just forgive your mother, I I hate to tell you, it is not just a a one-off event. Uh, I saw someone speak once and he said sometimes he has to forgive four times just over Christmas dinner. And it is this ongoing act. It is a relationship with ourselves, with our energy, with our feelings where we have to consciously choose to reclaim our power and to set ourselves free from the actions, the words, and the events that have transpired from other people or by other people. And so when we have this kind of reframe about forgiveness and we recognize that, you know, we haven't said that what someone has done is okay, suddenly it becomes a bit easier to forgive because really what we're doing is just taking back our power. We're not actually you know, letting anybody off the hook. And the other thing that sometimes happens with forgiveness, people believe that if it happens, then they are somehow entitled to us. Like just because we forgive, that it means that we have to be over it and that they can do whatever they want. They continue to behave in these ways. But we ultimately are the final deciders of our lives. We get to choose who and what we do with ourselves. And so 
just because we have chosen to take back our power and to no longer let the events from the past that someone else has done or said have power over us today does not mean that we have to continue to engage with those people. Let me say that again. Just because you have forgiven someone doesn't mean you have to continue to have a relationship with them. And I'm going to take that one step further. That also includes family or longtime friends. At the end of the day, we get to choose what comes into our lives. That's pretty much like the biggest perk of being an adult. And so when we have people who habitually have shitty behavior, whether it's because of the way they treat us or the things that they say or the judgments that they hold to others that just hurt our little tender hearts, we ultimately get to choose whether or not we continue to allow that behavior coming into our lives. It doesn't mean that we have to condemn these people. We don't have to judge them and say that they are bad or that they are wrong or that we are better or good. Really, what we're saying is that there is a misalignment here. So just because forgiveness has taken place, meaning, again, that you have decided that you're not going to let something from the past uh, affect you today in the present, doesn't mean that you have to engage in that behavior. So in the case of me, there are numerous people in my life who I don't have relationships with anymore. That includes family. When I started working on my book, I had a lot of fear that, you know, I would have to wait until my parents had passed away before I could ever release my book because, oh no, what would they think? But the thing is that the events that I've written about in my books, they have nothing really to do with any sort of judgment of these people. They're just sharing the stories and the things that I have discovered about myself and about life in general as a result of them. So this isn't an attack. It's not some sort of lashing out that's taking place in a public forum. It's really me sharing my experiences. And, you know, if it hadn't been for all of the work that I had been doing around forgiveness, particularly with my parents, that wouldn't have even been possible. Now, I'm having this conversation with you. um, And when I'm talking about these sort of boundaries that we hold with people, we you know, I really do feel like I need to be transparent here. So in the case of my parents, I have a relationship with my dad. I speak to him every so often, but he lives across the country. So we see each other about once a year. But uh, I don't speak to my mom. It's been nearly two years now. And it was a conscious choice that I had to make. It made things pretty uncomfortable. It shook up, um, you know, every family holiday and every ritual. And it really um, caused me to have to evaluate for myself whether or not Um, I was willing to um, choose that discomfort and to have to basically create all new traditions over biting my tongue, over being angry and hurt and resentful, over feeling unappreciated and so on. And the answer was yes, but it took a really long time to get there. I had a friend a number of years ago who talked about the merciless approach that she had to take in her life, where she just had to cut people out that didn't work, whether they were related to her or not. And I remember when I first heard this that I thought that it was kind of cold and callous and I wasn't really sure how that would be possible for me um, because I cared too much, I cared too deeply. And what I've actually discovered is that having these boundaries in place, particularly after the forgiveness has taken place, have been radical declarations of self-love. So the forgiveness itself absolutely was, sure, but being able to then walk that walk, to be able to lean into that discomfort, to choose the discomfort um, 
over the easy way that made me miserable, those uh, radical, radical declarations of self-love that, you know, they're still a little uncomfortable today, but I appreciate them. And I do have these moments every so often where I wish it was different. And then I realize that the majority of the time, this is just like the programming that I've been given. This is the way that I have been told that it's supposed to be. And I'm actually longing and craving for relationships and, and dynamics that aren't even real. They're not even there. They're just, you know, stories that I've told myself. And it's really easy for us to tell ourselves these lies because you miss people. Even when they, you know, are kind of shitty, even when they behave in ways over decades so that you have to do all of this work around forgiveness, it doesn't mean that you're not going to miss them when they're gone. People, no matter how bad they may have behaved, um, they have they leave an imprint. They take up a space in your life, particularly when it's a family member. And there is this real gentle process that needs to happen with ourselves where we have this immense compassion and love for the work that we're doing and for the boundaries that we're setting and that we can really celebrate those things as wins, even if sometimes it's a little bit bittersweet. When I first started doing my forgiveness work, I was pretty resentful of it. And um, I would sit in these meditations where the entire purpose was to forgive. And I would find myself just kind of almost energetic bumper cars, just, you know, going forward and bouncing right back. And I did it with this really heavy heart and I was still holding on to a whole lot of bitterness. And this was after I had done all of the work around like writing out letters and saying everything that you need and journaling like crazy and having fire ceremonies, having fire ceremonies on solstices and on full moons and all these big things, just really big work around release and still just carrying this heavy heart. And the one piece that came to me um, through a friend, I believe it's actually rooted in A Course in Miracles, was that if you can't do what you want to do, if you have so much resistance that you're absolutely stuck, instead of praying to be able to forgive in this case, pray for the willingness to forgive. Do you see the distinction there? Because oftentimes we just get so bogged down in the stories and it doesn't matter, you know, what kind of work that we're doing, if it's heady work, if it's really intellectual release and not really releasing from the heart, then we need to be able to make that journey out of our heads and back into our hearts. And we can do that by praying for the willingness to be able to be there. And just because you pray for it once doesn't mean it comes. Sometimes you have to pray for the willingness every day. Sometimes you have to pray for the willingness every day for a month or for two months. But really, because you know that at the end of the day, the act of forgiveness is for you, not for them. And you know that ultimately, it's a reclamation of your power, because you're choosing not to let the past hold its, you know, power over you anymore. The commitment to finding the willingness so that you can eventually move into the forgiveness is a pretty easy choice to make. And it doesn't take long. The prayer can be something as simple as, Thank you, angels, for opening my heart to the willingness to forgive. So it's easy as that. It really doesn't have to be big and complicated and convoluted. And you say that once a day, every day. Good morning, angels. Thank you for opening my heart to the willingness to forgive. Something as little and simple as that can be the foundational pieces that can really have a ripple effect on everything else.
And speaking of angels, I want to just touch on one who I've been working with pretty actively for about, my goodness, seven months now. And he is a really beautiful, comforting energy, particularly when you're in that place of resistance and particularly when you're working on the willingness and not the forgiveness itself because you're not fully there yet. And that is Archangel Jeremiah. And Jeremiah is all about forgiveness. It's really uh, the work that he does best. And I sometimes work with him and Archangel Shamuel, who I work with in opening my heart. But with Jeremiah, he's able to get into there and really nourish the wounded parts. The wounded parts of our heart are the parts that are the unwilling elements of forgiveness. They're the parts that resist because they're afraid of being hurt again. It makes total sense. They're often tied to our youngest selves, the little parts of us that are holding on to our hurts from childhood, particularly when it's family-related pain that we're working through and wanting to forgive. And Jeremiah just has this really beautiful nourishing presence where he can come in and make you feel really safe and really held. And when all of those parts feel seen and heard and validated, suddenly the willingness becomes a byproduct of that. Really, when we look at our resistance, it's just the parts of us that feel unheard and unseen and unresolved. So when we call and work with the angels and we can invite them into our meditations, um, we can invite them into our tapping, we can just pray to them. However you want to work with the angels, when we work with Jeremiah, he's able to do that. He's able to look at those underserved parts of ourselves and just love them. And he tends to them in a way that makes them feel safe and seen and ready. And then the willingness comes And then the forgiveness is possible. It's actually a pretty beautiful unfolding if you're open and ready to it, I gotta say. So that is this week's episode, my loves. And just a reminder, we still have space in the By Divine Love Retreat happening in September in White Rock, BC. And you are absolutely invited to come and join us. We will be doing angelic work there that will take you right to your heart center, whether you're working on forgiveness or anything else. We'll see you next week.